What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Thursday episode of Flippin' Bats. We got a lot coming at you today. The Angels have some issues. We're going to talk all about that, what that means for Shohei Otani, how long is Mike Trout's timetable for him to return. A lot to talk about there. The home run derby field is set. We're going to talk all about that. The matchups, who we think is going to win it. Fernando Tatis, we got, this is going to be an absolute blast of an episode. BVP as well, top five in the league in MVP voting if you combine both leagues. Got some new names in there this week as well. This one's going to be a blast. Let's get to it. What is up, my friends? Happy Thursday, everyone. It is our first live episode post 4th of July, and I'm joined as always by Alex Curry. Alex, um, you I, look a little toasty. We, Were you outside for 4th of July at all? Did you forget to put on sunscreen? We need to talk about 4th of July. Okay, tell I, me. What'd you do? This story involved. I can't <laughs> believe where we are at this current moment, because let me just explain to you my 4th of July. Okay. I went out in Hermosa Beach, onto the beach. I was out there for like five or six hours. No, I was not there that early. All right. I, I forgot to put on a smidge of sunscreen. I didn't oh, wear sunscreen move. all day long. Rookie move, Ben. But I, I wore a hat, a backwards hat. And you can't even really see it anymore. Wait. But I had the worst <laughs> hat sun sunburn of yeah, all yeah, yeah. time. The backwards hat. And Alex, I need to just say this. I pulled off the most miraculous move in history yesterday. Which was what? The reverse sunburn. What do you mean? I'll tell you what I mean. Yesterday, it was awful. It looked like I was wearing a white hat and I yeah. was wearing nothing. I put the hat back on backwards, okay. put sunscreen everywhere, took the hat off, went okay. back outside, got roasted right there, and reversed my sunburn. <laughs> That's and actually now I genius. Look normal. Wait, that is actually genius. Yeah. So you just burnt the rest of the part of your face yes. that, I mean, later, later Ben's not going to appreciate this. But, but current now ben, ben is like, I'm a genius. That's actually, that's absolutely genius. Reverse sunburn. Good for you. How was your 4th of July? Oh, it was so mellow. I, I was just the crazy dog house. I picked up my girlfriend, Cynthia Freeland's dog, and I just had three dogs with fireworks, hanging out, watching baseball. So it was like glorious. Um, also, since we last spoke, yeah. the Fox Sports Golf League has gotten underway. Okay, also, I said I wanted to be involved in this. Don't take so it up with me. Somehow, I did not get an invite. That, so who that, am, I, who am on, I fighting with about I'll tell this? you who, who to I fight need? with after the okay. show. But All right. I and my partner, Thomas Mason, yeah. are the one seed. We had our first matchup last night. It all came down to the 18th hole. Mace made a 40-foot putt on 18. Way to go, Mace! To win it for us. So we are we are still locked in as the number one seed, and the Fox Sports Golf League. May is I ask how you got that number one seed? Yeah, it goes on a handicap combined handicap between the two. Okay. So, so you like played a game before? No, like the it's just like the honor system. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All so right. we're the one seed. We played the two seed, and it all came down to 18. It was really good. It's great. I'm what still a, on a high. A, yeah, what a fun little week for you. I know. And last night, and then this weekend, we're heading to Seattle. Oh, we my God. We take off on Saturday. We're going to be doing shows Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. We're going to be all over Seattle. We're going in the Space Needle. Is that happening? I haven't it's gotten It's happening, yeah. In the Space Needle. I've been Needle. to Seattle twice, and I've never been in the Space Needle. 
And we're going to a gum wall. I know nothing we about We are the doing gum. that? Okay, so you know our entire schedule and I know nothing. Gum wall? Gum wall. Space Needle? Okay. Baseball. Baseball. Seattle. Sick. <laughs> Home um, Run Derby, all-star game. It's just yeah. going to be live shows every day. We're going to have a great time. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. <sighs> let's talk uh oh, let's talk man. some angels yeah this is this was a a brutal a brutal week for the angels so let's get started with our making a statement okay i'm okay. gonna give ben some hefty statements here he's gonna say if it's an overreaction or not if he agrees with it and uh yeah <laughs> we gotta start with the angels and our very first statement is the angels injuries will drop them out of the wild card race i <laughs> I don't really see how the answer could be that they're going to make the playoffs right now. I don't. And Anthony Rendon goes down. This all happened on 4th of July. Anthony yeah. Rendon and Otani comes out of the game with the fingernail, neither of which are serious, right? Anthony Rendon supposed to return to the lineup by this yeah. weekend. Shohei is probably just not going to throw until after the All-Star game now, so that little Which break in there. we're not going to see him pitch in he the all He won't pitch game. in the All-Star game. But Mike Trout, with the hamate bone in his hand, just got surgery on Wednesday, and due to that, he's going to be out. The typical return for a hamate bone injury is four to eight weeks, but I, I've seen this happen many times on – players that I'm teammates with. I mean, I, we're looking closer to the two-month mark here. I mean, I don't see him back in four weeks. It's a, it's a bad injury. It's very uncomfortable. I didn't realize you have to actually get the bone surgically removed. Yeah. It's, and it's a common, it's a common it's, injury. Yeah. It's just heartbreaking because that's kind of been the downfall of Trout the last couple of years. He's yeah. one of the greatest in the game, but he hasn't been able to stay – he hasn't even able to stay healthy, and the best ability is availability. And the only way the Angels are going to make a run or even have a chance it, to make it to the postseason yeah. is if Mike Trout is healthy. Yeah. So it it it's just a it's a sucky injury, and if we're it, it's it's right here at the bottom of your hand, and it's 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 almost like a hook, but it's right where the knob of your bat on your left hand sits. It's right where oh. the knob of the bat is. So it happened for him on a swing and a miss or a foul ball back. Mm -hmm. And you have all of that pressure when you, you know, you think you're going to hit the ball. You have yeah. all that pressure right here on your hand. And it's just, I've, I've seen it way too many times and, and it's going to be, it's not a, it's, it's not a, it's not a terrible injury. It's just annoying. It involves surgery. And now it's going to be, I think, I think we're looking close to two months without Mike Trout. So I, I look, they're already in jeopardy of dropping out of the wild card race quickly. I mean, we were talking on on June 19th, they were in second in the wild card race. Yeah. We're talking a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. now fast forward to July 6th and they're four games out of a wild card spot. They're seven games out of the division spot and they're dropping quite quickly. They've lost seven of their last 10 games. Mm -hmm. And look, is Mickey Moniak having a good year to step in and replace Trout? Sure. Can Joe Adele possibly be a guy that turns it on and, and is successful? Sure. But we're talking Mike Trout. Yeah. This Angels team, despite how good Shohei Otani is, who's maybe the greatest talent the game of baseball has ever seen. The Angels, it's Mike Trout. You know, he's one of the greatest of all time. And without him... <sighs> I, I, I struggle to see how they stay in this playoff race. 
in an American league where you're having to keep up with all those AL East teams, mm -hmm. the Astros or Rangers, whoever doesn't and win that division. the Astros are heating up right now. Astros They're slowly catching up. the Rangers. I just, I struggle to see a, a spot for them without Mike Trout, who is the heart and soul of that team. It's, it's brutal, which is uh, going to lead us to our next statement because I think the Angels' biggest concern this season was you need to make it to the postseason in order to keep Shohei Otani. So let's move on to our next statement. Shohei Otani will be traded this season. <laughs> We're getting to that point. I mean, I, I would have said before the season, yeah. right? If you are not in playoff contention come the trade deadline, you have to trade him. You have to. You have to. But then this season starts off, they're playing pretty good baseball. Again, June 19th, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. They're in second in the wild card race. They're looking good. They're playing really good baseball. They were on a win streak. Then they start struggling a little bit, which is what you can't, especially there's, you have 30 days left. When the calendar hits July, you have 30 days to make your decision of yeah. what you're going to be. Are you going to be buyers? Are you going to be sellers? And then they start struggling. The end of June, early July, they're struggling. And then you have just an awful 4th of July where it just felt like, it felt like 4th of July for the Angels was a sign mm -hmm. of like, look, all those injuries happening at the same time, only one of the three was the same week. significant. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So I'm, I truly believe, I now believe you have to trade Shohei Otani. You have to. And first off, I, I feel like we hear that a lot now. And I feel like that's been the common response over the last few days. But let me just explain for a second why you have to trade Shohei Otani. Because that's, you know, what, is, what does that mean? Well, Shohei is on the last year of his contract, right? Ken Rosenthal was on the show a couple of weeks ago. And without saying it's 100%... He pretty much said, Shohei ain't re-signing with the no. Angels. It's just not going to happen. Mm -mm. So you have three months left of uh, looking at the trade deadline. You'll have three months of a player that's one of the greatest players of all time, the most talented player we've seen in forever, on your team. And if you don't make the playoffs, he's, he's gone. At the first week of October, he's gone. So what I mean by you have to get something for him is if you trade him right now or at the trade deadline, even though he's a, quote, rental, meaning yeah. you're only going to get him for a few months because his contract's up, you're going to get major league quality talent right now, and you're going to get top prospects right now. Now, does that mean every trade is going to work out like James Shields to the White Sox and Fernando Tatis back in return to the Padres? No, that's not, that's not how every trade works. There's disparity here, and sometimes it hits and sometimes it misses. But when you're trading a guy like Shohei Otani, it more so guarantees you success from somebody. Because we're not talking some 16-year-old prospect that's the number three prospect in the organization. We're talking current big league proven talent, and we're talking the one and two prospects in an organization that we know are going to be successful. It's just a matter of when do you call them up. So is it a guarantee you get a great return? It, no, but it's much more of a guarantee. So I, I just think if I'm fantasy GM for a day, 
I wake up and, and I come to the conclusion that I'd rather set up my franchise for the last decade plus than enjoy another three months of, of Shohei Otani. I mean, what are, you, what are you getting from that? You're getting better crowds. You can keep running the Shohei promotions that you do that get sellout crowds because everybody wants Shohei stuff. You can keep selling his jerseys in the shop. But that's three months. What, what would the fan base say? The fan base would say, look, we set us up for the next decade. If Shohei's not going to return, set us up for the next 10 years. We, we have to do that. You, you can't have Shohei for this period of time of what? F- of how over half a decade and end up in 2023 it all coming to an end and getting absolutely nothing in return for that player so I wish more Angel fans had that perspective because I talked about this on the herd yesterday because once the news of Mike Trout being out for two months came out you almost have no choice you have to get something for Shohei Otani for a player of that magnitude right You just went through all the reasons as to why, what you can get, how you can rebuild your franchise with current major league players, with top prospects. You don't have arguably your one and two best player right now. Okay. You can kind of put Trout and Otani back and forth pending on the month. Obviously Otani just had the best month in the history of baseball in June, but you don't have Mike Trout. It's not looking good that you're going to make the playoffs. You cannot get nothing in return for the best player in the history of the game right now. Because if you don't make the postseason, he's not signing with you at the end of the season. Yeah. You have to get something in return. I had Angel fans tweeting hard at me yesterday that I was breaking their hearts, that it was coming from me, that I was the one saying that Shohei needed to go. They couldn't understand. They st- I think a lot of, I don't want to say delusional, but they're hopeful that they can keep him and that his loyalty, because he is such a loyal person, an honorable person, I think they think that maybe he'll stay. But Shohei Otani came out and said that his number one goal is to win. The Angels aren't winning. He gave them five years to put a winning product out there and they can't do it. Mike Trout I gave mean, them over 10 years. Mike Trout's given them a He's never won a, a playoff game. Right. I, that's, it's heartbreaking. I, and I get they're, they're going to be frustrated here, but you have to wake up. You and have You to. have to wake up and look in the mirror and say, do I love this player? Yes. Is he my favorite player? Sure. I feel like the majority of Angels fans will tell you it's either Shohei or Mike Trout. Yeah. You, I, I get it's heartbreaking, but... I mean, do you want three more months of Shohei Otani or do you want to try and win in the next decade? Yeah. Do you want to re... It's not necessarily a rebuild, but it's a strengthen your franchise and get pieces because it's not looking likely that once he's a free agent at the end of the year that he is going to sign with you. So why? it's, it's, it's bad business. Yeah. Not to it's, try to get, it's bad not business. try not to get something for him. I asked I, every Saturday. John Smoltz comes on, and this coming Saturday, we we talk all about the Angels mm. and this Otani situation Ooh. and what he would do. And I asked him to put on his fantasy GM cap, yeah, as the Hall of Fame legend he is. With and we're talking Shohei Otani here and what he means to an organization, and asked him what he would do. So let's play that clip. I have to say this changes things for me. I'm, I'm being objective when I look at the Angels and I go, golly, they're close. With Mike Trout, don't trade them at all. Ride it out, get to the end, see if you can push for the playoffs. And then who knows, maybe there's a chance you resign them. 
But given the facts that we have today and where they are as a team and no Mike Trout for eight weeks, man, would I be flaunting that opportunity and changing my franchise if I could with some yeah. major impact. To, you know, if you're talking to the right team that has the opportunity to re-sign him and you get prospects along the way, major prospects, you could change your franchise. We're talking a, a Hall of Famer there and John Smoltz. Yeah. Saying he's changed his mind. You have to. He would have wrote it out, and now he would Now he would trade him. Um, last point here. There has never been an MVP traded in the season that he wins the MVP award. And I think if Shohei is ultimately traded here, yeah. we're going to perhaps see the first that that has ever happened. But um, it's, it's frustrating. I've been – you know how vocal I've been about the Angels organization. It's been frustrating. And this goes this predates Shohei Otani. It's been frustrating to have one of the greatest talents of all time and somebody that I think could have, you know, could have been more in the national spotlight throughout his career and Mike Trout, but the Angels just never surrounded him with the right group of people to to get to the playoffs. You know, you can you can throw a you know, you can throw a ton of money at Albert Pujols at the end of his career, but how does that help your pitching staff? You know, like, so they're just like, it hasn't, they haven't spent correctly. And now it's like this big freak out of a season of, well, if we're not any good, we're going to lose Shohei. And then naturally you have injuries involved and this team was just wasn't set up enough to withstand, to, to withhold these injuries. And I, I do believe they made good progress this year, but just not enough to, you, you deal with a Mike Trout injury, and that's going to that's gonna put the nail in the coffin. It's just crazy to have two of the greatest players in the game and not make it to a postseason, and neither of them even win a playoff game. It's like, you had it all, and he blew it. It's just, it's so sad. It's heartbreaking for Angels fans. It's heartbreaking for Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, and it's, this is going to be a very interesting couple of weeks here to see what they do. Yeah. To see see the move that the Angels make and uh, where Otani will be. Twenty five ish days. And the countdown is on. I my gut says they don't. I don't. I my gut says they don't trade him because it's the Angels. And then you're not going to get anything for Otani. It's just it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking as a business move. Okay. Well. Let's move on because it is almost All-Star Weekend and we got the Home Run Derby coming up on Monday. So our next statement is Julio Rodriguez will win the Home Run Derby. Oh, I love this. I love the Derby. I love the matchups we have here. I loved Julio last year in the Derby probably impressed me the most of anybody. He hit more home runs than anybody, just the nature of the the setup. He didn't end up winning, but in his rookie year, he was phenomenal. And now, you know what? I was bummed. I was bummed that Julio wasn't having a the year we were all expecting and his first his first opportunity to play in an All-Star game at home in Seattle and who knows how many, you know, there might not be another opportunity for him to yeah. play at a home All-Star game. I, I, I was just bummed that he wasn't going to be able to be on the team and to have his moment in Seattle. But now he's going to have his moment, at least in the home run derby, because he's back in it. So the statement of will he win the derby, this is tough 
because let's go through these matchups real quick. There are so many good guys. We have Luis Robert versus Adley Rutschman will be the first matchup. Then we have Adolis Garcia versus Randy Rosarena, and that's going to be the left side of the bracket. On the right side, we have Mookie Betts versus Vladdy Jr. And then I think this would have been the perfect championship matchup, but the first round matchup we get is Pete Alonso against Julio Rodriguez. Ooh. And it's crazy because there's only only three of these guys have competed before, and it's Pete Alonso, Vladdy, and Julio, and they've all done extremely well. I'm a, Yeah, I'm excited to see some of the names that you didn't just mention as well. Adley Rutschman, by the way, switch hitter, just had him on Flippin' Bats recently. He was asked, this was before he committed to the Home Run Derby, I think. I, I just saw a video recently. He was asked, if you're in the Derby, are you going to hit right or left-handed? And to me, th that seemed, I feel like 99% of switch hitters are going to hit lefty in a home run derby. But he said it very much so depends on the stadium. Interesting. Which obviously this would predated him knowing it being Seattle. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then said just to do it, he would probably switch hit during the derby. Epic. So I think we're going to see That's him mad hit respect. from both That's sides, so cool. which would be great. Um, does Julio win? Yeah, who's going to win? I think it's I think the winner of Pete versus Julio wins the Derby, and I can't Ooh. I can't I want to I can't go against Pete Alonso. I think Julio. He's a two-time winner. Home run. It would have been back to back if the COVID twenty twenty year. It was back to back Derby twenty nineteen and twenty twenty one. I think I the the atmosphere when Julio comes up is going to be so awesome. I just think so that could actually be what helps him. I, it's it like could be. having the crowd on his side, having that electric energy, and like this is his moment. If you're gonna get Pete, I think you got to get him in the first round because we've seen him in the past, 2019, 2021. He gets in that rhythm, and it looks like he's not even swinging, and he just Pete Alonso was put on this earth to win home run derbies. I think he's the. I think Pete Alonso is the greatest home run derby participant we've ever seen, just because of the new. The new format, he's hit the most home runs in a home run derby in the history of home run derbies. He's won back to, he won back to back in 2019 and 2021 due to the COVID year, as Alex mentioned. They've matched up before, though, and Julio beat Pete in the semis. So they've faced off before. Yeah, that was last year. That was last year, and then Julio Rodriguez lost to Juan Soto in the final. It can happen. So it can happen. That's actually like a that's a good take. Whoever wins that first round will most likely win the home run derby. I have a funny story. Okay, uh, let's hear thinking it. Thinking back about last year, I never got to pinpoint the name of who this player was. But riding after the home run derby, we or I I did a show there, a post home run derby show. Yeah. And went back to the the team hotel because that's where my family was all eating dinner there. So I took the family bus back and Players were still trickling on, and I was on the last bus. I happened to run and catch it because the show went so long, but yeah. the players were still in the locker room. So I was the very last bus, and we're just sitting there still. And I thought I was going to be like, thank you for waiting. And I get on, and they're like, we're still waiting for one player. And I don't know who this player was because they, they didn't say it, but they said, whoever is still in there is taking a bubble bath and will be out <laughs> when they're done. So somebody that was in the Derby last year was uh, taking a bubble bath in the locker room. I love that. And you don't know who it is? I don't know who it is. I wish you did. I don't Because that's know. a whole vibe. 
They didn't end up. It ended up. They ended up. Oh, just they missing the bus. They got a car for. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they could do whatever they want. I mean, <laughs> sounds great. I like that though. Yeah, that's um, fun. Will Julio win? <sighs> you know, come on, make take your pick. You I, ha- take, make your pick. I'm gonna say I. I didn't think I'd answer this when we were starting. I'm gonna say yes. All right. I think because it's the first round, Julio will have the crowd. He'll be amped up. That might not help him. That might be too amped up. I'm gonna say t- I'll say Julio wins. Okay. That's my answer. All right, that's fair. Let's I'm, move on. I don't know if I like it. Why? But you it's just my you just committed. It's I'm thinking, funny. I'm thinking with my heart. I know because yesterday. But I love Pete too. Yesterday you said Pete, but on the I spot. I love Pete. I, you I don't pick. like this spot. I'll take Julio. I'll take Julio. <laughs> Commit. I think it'd be awesome. Commit. I think it'd be it awesome. It would. That this would, is, I want this in the championship. It'd be I want, great. I want Pete versus Julio in the championship. Yeah, but we're getting that, in the first round. And we get it in the first round. Yeah. I'll take Julio because of the crowd. All right. That's fair. Moving on to our next statement. Fernando Tatis Jr. should have been an all-star. Yes. Yeah. Fernando Tatis was, was the biggest snub of the all-star game. And... I don't, we don't need to talk about the, the reasonings. I'll talk about the reason why he should, why he should be an all-star. He had a 3.8 war, uh, which is fifth amongst position players in all of Major League Baseball, and he missed, he missed a month of the season, and he's still fifth in war. He has a 1.2 defensive war, fifth in the National League. Again, missed a month of the season, he's arguably, you could strongly make this argument that he is the best defensive right fielder this year. You can make that argument. This is his first year playing right field. And according to outs above replacement and defensive runs saved and war, Tatis is the best defensive right fielder this year. He has an 879 OPS. That's 13th in all of baseball. And he has a 532 slugging percentage. That is eighth in all of baseball. Tied for fourth behind only Acuna, Wander Franco, and Luis Robert in B War, which is baseball reference war. I, he's batting 286 with 16 homers. We just saw him up close and personal in oh, San he Diego. Puts on a show. This is the all star game. He is like a star. There's no Wherever more, he is on the field, star. he is a star. I mean, he is an all-star. Fernando Tatis should be an all-star. And if you're if you're listening to this saying you don't like Fernando Tatis because of what he did in the suspension, well, I'm not going to force you to like the guy, but I'm going to force you into thinking this guy's an all-star player because, because he is. So is Fernando Tatis right now not an all-star because of what he's doing, what, what he's done on the field? I, I don't know the answer to that. I know he didn't get voted in mm-hmm. by the fans as a starter. He didn't get voted in by the players as a, as a reserve. And I just, I, I think that's a mistake. And but we know why, like everything you just said. There is a grudge. And it's his first, it's his, his first season back after the suspension. Alex, and if, that's what it is. I, I don't. I don't agree with it. I, I also yeah, think I, he needs to be an all star. If I went around Major League Baseball and informed everybody right now of names that have been popped for steroids, mm-hmm. of current well known players that we all know, of players that have been suspended at some point in their career or were suspended in the minor leagues for a year or sixty games, whatever it may be, I think people would be shocked. 
It's just Fernando Tatis was quickly becoming the face of baseball, and he messed up. And, 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 and that's nobody's fault but his own. It was, it was an awful situation. He shouldn't have done it. It was immature, and he needed to grow up. But, I mean, I, who, are, who are we? I, I, feel like I've, I feel like I've been, I was a pretty good kid in my life. I've made mistakes. Oh, yeah. How old was you when he made this mistake? 22? 21. 21? 21. That and 20. is young. There were a that couple. That is extremely some young. Some at 21, some yeah. at 22. Yeah. I made mistakes at 21 we all did. and 22. Uh, mistakes that if I was in the national spotlight like him, I'm sure people would have Making been. Making hundreds of millions of dollars. Dangerous. Yeah. I mean. Dangerous. But he, again, he did his time. He made a mistake. Did I've made mistakes. Time. Everybody listening right now has made mistakes. And he was suspended for his mistakes. I mean, I, I guess the question just comes down to an old, like, it, it's cliche, but, like, do we really believe, never, ever, ever believe in second chances? And let me add, I do think this matters. Fernando Tatis Jr. was not cheating while playing baseball games. He wasn't out on the field having a leg up on everybody because he was cheating and taking steroids. He took steroids while he was out with his injury and tried to come back faster. Again, wrong. Not saying it was right. But I do believe that matters. So are we just now a society that, nope, never second chances, ever, ever. He messed up. Get him out of baseball. He should never do anything again in his life, ever. No. And if we don't talk about the baseball player that he is, he's an all-star baseball player. That's all I got. Yeah. That's fair. Deep breath. Yeah. We got one more statement. You ready for it? I'm ready. The Astros will be leading the ALS by the end of July. This is good for you because this is what you predicted. Yeah, I, I think the Astros win the ALS for sure. I, I stuck with that. I think the Rangers are, are very good. Are they in? But are the Rangers good enough to hold off the Astros in the division? I w- I've stood by no that whole time. I think the Astros are the, the more complete and better team. Though... The Rangers' addition of Chapman helps. They could make some moves at the deadline and help, but the Astros could also make moves at the deadline. Uh, The Astros are currently two games back, which a couple of weeks ago that was not the case. I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to say they overtake the Rangers by the end of July. We have a whole month. The Rangers are, uh, I don't want to say struggling. They've just kind of, they're just kind of. They've plateaued. They've just kind of like yeah. floated along for a little while but now. But we kind of talked about that a couple weeks ago. We're like, are the Rangers, like, did they just peak too soon? But no, I just think that's this is who they are and just haven't maybe gotten better. And the Astros, we know we're going to be better and they're just catching up. Yeah, I, I think what you had in this AL West was one team in the Rangers playing to the best of their ability hitting anything and everything thrown their way, a starting rotation without Jacob deGrom that was getting the best you could possibly get out of Nathan Eovaldi and Jonathan Gray. So I, I think what we were seeing from the Rangers was as good as you can see from the Rangers. And that's not, that's not a bad thing saying I think the Astros win the division and are in first place by the end of the July. Because you know what? As long as the Rangers get into the playoffs, if they can be the Rangers team that has led them to being in first place right now, We've seen how good they can be. Yeah. And it's great. It's certainly capable of getting to the World Series. I I really do believe that. Uh, I just think the Astros have, um, over the course of 162, I I just think with their bullpen being, 
It's one of the best bullpens in baseball. It was the best bullpen in baseball last year. Their starting rotation is good. Their offense is good and getting healthier, getting Jordan back. Altuve, um, Altuve will be back and fine, and the offense is getting better there. Um, so I will say the Astros are, are built for the 162 better and will win the AL West. I've said that. I do believe your question that they will be in first by the end of July. I, I do have... I do have some concerns, though. Uh, about Michael Brantley? Yeah. Is La- he... Last we talked, it was, I said, you know, I was high on the Astros. They're yeah. playing well. They're getting Jordan back. They're getting Michael Brantley back. But, well, within the last few days, Michael Brantley was shut down again. For, uh, he, had, he had labrum surgery in August of last yeah. year. So, Brantley gets shut down again on the comeback route. And I... I think we need to start having a conversation of Is he done? Have we seen the last of Michael Brantley? I mean, he's thirty six years old. Mm. And during this recovery process, we've we've had two like hard comebacks, right? Like, oh, he's good. He's coming back. He's playing minor league games. Yeah. He's on a rehab assignment. Yeah. He got shut down during that rehab assignment, was down for a while. Now it was building back up and just a couple of days ago, shut down again. And the, here's what the Astros had to say about it. They said that his recovery had plateaued, and now the club has made the decision to shut him down for, quote, a while. No timetable for return. This injury is, look, if you, this goes for pitchers more so, but we're talking labrum surgery here. If you're a pitcher, Tommy John surgery these days is basically just like a tune-up. It's basically like opening up the hood of the car and just going in and tweaking some things and getting you back to good. Labrum surgery, that's a career ender for a lot of people. That's no joke. And we're talking Michael Brantley here towards the end of his career was already probably contemplating return, didn't know where he waited a while to sign. I worry we've seen the last of Michael Brown. I mean, he only played 64 games last year. Yeah. So that, yeah. with the age and with the injury, yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to say I don't believe in the Astros because, well, we know what the Astros did last year without Michael Brantley. They mm-hmm. win the World Series. But I, I just, I like Michael Brantley a lot. He's such a good dude, and it, it just sucks. You know, he wanted to come back. He wanted to win a championship. I think Michael Brantley could hit over 300 until he's 50 years old, but he's got to have a healthy shoulder to do it. And I, I worry that I worry that we've seen the last of him. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. But I. Yeah. I mean, you kind of hope that with anyone that gets injured. Yeah. It's like you don't you don't want to see someone's career end. But yeah, unfortunately, that might be the case here. Yeah. <sighs> but let's switch gears and talk about some of the best players right now. Your BVPs. I'm bringing this bat up here with me. Okay. All right, BVP you of need the week. Something to do with your hands. Just something. <laughs> you're so you're so good with it. You've spent so long like on fields, like standing. Yeah. Well, I also have my iPad, That's, so I helps. just kind of hold my iPad. Oh, if I hold it um, like this, it's like right in there. Okay. Okay. Let's yeah. talk no, BVP. That's good. Okay. Because uh, there's a little bit of movement. One new face this week. So let's get started with number five, making his way into the BVP, Corey Seager. Yes, Corey Seager at number five, first time on this list. Look, it's really, it's just the first time because, well, he was out for a while. But I mean, he's hitting 355, 
10 homers, 50 RBIs, and OPS over 1,000 on the year. Obviously, if he's doing this over the course of a full season, in the American League right now, he's probably, you know, this would, this would rival Shohei. If he's hitting 355 yeah. with 20-plus homers at this point and 70 RBIs already, I mean, then we're talking an MVP type of season, and we still are if it weren't for a guy named Shohei. But Corey Seager here at number five. And just for anybody, if anybody's new, BVP, top five MVP, but it's been Berland. You get the yeah, uh-huh. You get that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's all combined it. into one. So American League, National League players, top five best in the league. All right. Number four down spot, Corbin Carroll. Yeah, Corbin Carroll down here at number four now. He was at number three for a while. He's hitting 292 on the year. Alex can't figure out how to get out of the way. I can't get out of his way. Alex is walking in circles here. Uh, 18 homers, 46 RBIs, 24 stolen bases. Look, these are fantastic numbers. Oh, yeah, they're great. Over the course of the last couple of weeks to a month, it's just a slight regression, I'd say, which is why just a slight regression on... Uh, BVP. Okay. Now, number three, up one spot. Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman up a spot, batting 315, 14 homers, 54 RBIs, and 108 hits already on the year. On pace for well over 200 hits on the year, which you just don't see very often anymore. You see it from, you know, Bo Bichette, Freddie Freeman, they're always there, but Freddie Freeman is just the staple of consistency. If you were to walk into a year and say, name me somebody that's going to hit over 300, Freddie Freeman is is in the top three names you pick there, and he's doing it again, and the power numbers are there to boot, and uh, yeah, he's here at number three, moved up a spot. All right, number two, holding strong, Ronald Acuna Jr. It's just, it's, it's an unbelievable season he's having. 337, 21 home runs, 54 RBIs, 41 stolen bases. 41 stolen bases. I mean, the numbers you could start thinking about is hypothesizing a word. I just thought I, I make don't up know. words on a daily basis. I, Do not ask me. I literally was literally I was about to say can, the can, word can we get hypothesizing. Can anyone tell us? And I is think that a I word? just made that up. Anybody? No? No one's listening. You can hypothesize okay. so many crazy <laughs> numbers right now. I don't think that it's works. It's okay. Let's. It doesn't work. He could potentially steal 80 bases this year. 80 bases while hitting 35 to 40 homers. If he gets to 40 home runs, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking 40 homers and 70 to 75 stolen bases. Insane. And then you have to talk. Yeah. What? You have to talk potentially greatest season ever. And then you struggle to have that conversation. Because there's somebody that's having a better season than him, Alex. Yeah, at number one, Shohei Otani. Number one, Shohei Otani, coming off of the greatest June in the history of baseball. And if you don't believe me, listen to our last episode we did because we talked all, well, not the last one, because that was Wednesday. I believe in our Monday episode, we talked all about that. And I broke down the greatest months in the history of baseball, including Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Joe DiMaggio, Sammy Sosa. Shohei Otani had the greatest month in the history of baseball. He's now hitting 296 on the year. This is the greatest offensive season we have seen from him. He has 31 homers. He has 132 strikeouts on the mound. He has a 3-3 ERA on the mound. 
you wonder, you run out of words. And then you wonder, could this player seriously be traded? Mm-hmm. And we could seriously be talking about yep. a trade in just a couple of weeks, which is wild. But It's crazy. Shohei Otani currently has, I think, the greatest season we've ever seen, 2021. Followed that up with arguably a better 2022, though Aaron Judge won that MVP. And now we're, we're in the midst of seeing... Uh, the greatest season ever. Can he do this over the long haul? Can he hit 300 with 60 homers and a three ERA with close to 300 strikeouts? I mean, if anyone could do it. I don't know. It's the unicorn. I don't know. But he is like certainly, as of right now, number one on the BVP list. And there you have it. There you have it. Corey Seager, Corbin Carroll, Freddie Freeman, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Shohei Otani. BVP. So, uh, Ben, I don't know if you heard the hottest thing on the internet last night. There is a new social media app called Threads. We're all on it. Flippin' Bats is on it. Ben's on it. I'm on it. And uh, it was beautiful chaos last night. It was beautiful chaos. I don't know if you were scrolling the feeds. I'm addicted. Already? I'm addicted. You're less than 24 hours on the app, on Threads, and you're addicted. The best thing about, you you said, I don't know if you were scrolling through it. The best thing about it is, as of right now, because it's so new, yeah. it's just, it's not really about who you follow. It's just the algorithm throwing things at you. Yeah. The algorithm has no clue I know, anything so about me. I mean, I'm getting so much like, I was getting like how to cook steak. I was getting so much cryptocurrency stuff. I was getting like, it was just all over the map. Yeah. But it's, I think it's starting to slowly understand that I just talk a lot of baseball. I I was addicted. I didn't. I was up until like one or two last night, just scrolling through, engaging with people. It really is. I, I do. I don't know if you experienced this, but mm-hmm. it's it's very close to Twitter. Yeah. But it just like it just feels. It's like a refreshing. Like I was just conversing with everybody and anybody. It just feels a lot more conducive to having a conversation with people, and it was a lot of fun. It was also a lot kinder. I got. I got to be honest. For now. It, 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 for now. Yours, anyway. actually. I tweeted one. I yeah. dabbled one oh, tweet about get- Shohei, and they <laughs> were right back. Ah, Ben. I'm gonna. I'm, I'll spare you the details. Yeah, we don't need to go into it. But you did have one fun thread. What do we call it? Like you, you threaded. You you put out a threaded. Yeah, you threaded. Okay, this was <laughs> this was your thread. You guys, this is a what 24 hour new app. So we're still figuring yeah. out what we're calling yeah. everything here. Um, and you asked people, your your threads, your followers, your, what do we call them? My, yeah. <laughs> we'll figure we it out. We can make it up. Um, the, their favorite swing that they used to imitate as a kid. Yes. And it you was, were getting. Every, everybody did this. You had to have done this. Ken Griffey back, Jr. Right? You yeah, walk yeah. out in the backyard, you're playing wiffle ball, you're playing slow pitch softball, you're playing baseball, and you don't do your own swing. You would mimic your favorite players or the craziest stances. So I just. Or the movies that you saw. I threaded it out, threaded, threaded it out. Threaded We're figuring it out. It out. There. We're figuring it out. What, who, who, who did you used to imitate yeah. in the backyard? And I said, I'll start Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. And you can look at it now if you're just watching, you can see, you could, you can see the, <laughs> you can see the threads. You can if see you the will, threads. Of names. We're getting a lot of different things coming through here. Mine was King Griffey Jr. Yep. We got a lot of Gary Sheffield. We got Barry Larkin, as you can see here. Okay. Sammy Sosa. Um, a lot of King Griffey Juniors are involved. Ted Williams. Gary Sheffield. Yeah. Sammy Sosa, a classic. Alex, who 
I told you, Ken Griffey Jr. I want you to do the stance. You're holding the bat. You said he was yours too, so you're just going to do it for both of us. Yeah, but as I got older and more right-hand dominant, my Ken Griffey is not great from the left side, but it's just very, you know, it's very like ball. Yep. Straight up, a little bat Straight. waggle, but it's all and it's all in the finish. And yeah. I don't, I, I'd have a lot of really mad people if I broke something up here okay. in the brand new studio. But it's it's just really <laughs> tall, and it's I'm gonna do it from the right side. Okay, no, I'm not gonna. I'm okay, not, do actually, Gary. I'm not gonna. Oh, Gary, I'll do yeah, just do stances. Gary. Gary was a classic. You get up here, and it's just. Yep. And you're here. Crushing you're here, it. You're here, and then leg kick, and then oh, oh we got a plate up Shoot, here. Hold on. Hey, let me move. Let me move. This is great. This is bad. This is dangerous. Do not yeah. hit the camera yeah. above you. You're just here for yeah. Sheffield. And, and then just a whammy. violent swing. Yeah. Can I swing? I don't know. It's up to you. That's fair. I'm not if, if you're just listening, it's I, quite entertaining. <laughs> um, another one of mine. This oh, is a favorite. Okay, you're still going. Yeah. There you go. I'll Craig stay over Council. here. Craig Council. Okay. Do you know the Craig Council swing? No, is his left-handed. Stand oh, over here. Okay. Craig Council don't get is a classic. Do you know what this looks like? No, I'll just go. You're going to see. Okay. Craig Council. Oh, snap. One of those. Yeah. Those it's are always really impressive to me. It's up here. Yeah. Let me see your King Griffey Jr. No, no, no. You no. got it. Okay. It's, it's all you today. Okay. I believe in you. I just, yeah. after so, your uh, dance the other threads. day. No, my, my dance crushed it. Yeah. I know. So, yeah, follow us. Follow at Flippin' Bats Pod on threads. Follow Ben Verlander. Follow... Alex underscore Curry and come hang out. Let's let's thread it out. Flipping bats beat me on thread. I got on threads same. and it just was there. Hi, hello. It's like that's well, good. All yeah, right. Well, now yeah. let's switch over because we got some Twitter questions, some fan yeah. questions. Okay, we got three here. Our first one comes from Big Mariners guy. Okay, you ready for this? Is it a Mariners question? Yeah, it's definitely gonna be a Mariners question. Should the Mariners sell or buy at the deadline with how stacked the AL is this season? And if they buy, do you think they should? Do you think they could go and cause some damage in the playoffs? I do. What did they go get? I think they I think they need offense. Okay. I think the rotation's one of the best rotations in baseball. You have some studs at the top that I really believe in. I just I think the Mariners have really underperformed so far this year. And you look at the, the reason I would say this and in the same conversation can also say that the Angels should sell, even yeah. though the Angels, they're right there neck and neck in the division and in the standings, is because I feel like they're going in different directions. And not oh. that the Mariners are playing great. I just felt like the Mariners were down here underperforming all mm -hmm. year, similar to what they did last year. Yeah. And at a certain point, you just have to believe they'll be back to the playoff team they were last year and causing damage. Not that they're going to get there, but they're going to play to that capability. While the Angels might have been overperforming a bit mm -hmm. or whatever, but the injury is causing me to say they should sell. Yeah. I think fair. the Mariners should go get a bat. I think they I think they should have done more in the offseason. I think they should have gotten a bat. I think they still need one. But they absolutely can do damage. This is a team in the Mariners that I truly believe last year played the Astros better than than the, the Yankees, Yankees played the Astros. Yeah. I mean I know they ended the up they swept. both got swept. Yeah. But that Mariners series Put was up more of a fight. I mean, it was. I, I I think if the Mariners had gotten past the Astros, I think they're a, a team that is capable of doing damage in the playoffs because they have studs at the top of the rotation that you can go out there and throw every single night. Logan Gilbert coming off of a complete game. I think they should buy, and right. I want the, I I want them to be good. 
I want the, that place is electric. Yep. I think they call it the electric factory. I'm excited. This is my first uh, first experience. You know, there are not a lot of stadiums that I have yeah. not been to, and T-Mobile Park fun. is one of them. This is going to be fun. I get to knock another one off the list. There we go. Yep. All right. Second fan question is coming from Seth Green. How long do you think it'll be before five remaining teams without a World Series championship will win one? <sighs> Let's see. Do you know here. who the five are? Yes. Okay. I think I'm going to say. Like who's the closest? Yeah. I'm going to say a team we were just talking about. I'm going to say the Mariners mm -hmm. get it done within the next. I think within the next five years, the Mariners are the team that can win the World Series and end, end their in their play or their World Series list. What's the word? Franchise yeah, yeah, yeah. record. Okay. I'll say Mariners. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. We got one more fan question. It's from Childish Hambino. Mm. I got to wait for it to come up. Great. Name. Okay. When do you think we'll see Hunter Diaz as an everyday starter role at catcher? What else does he have left to prove that he deserves the spot? I know Thank you're passionate you. about this one. Thank you. What are we doing. Look, I love Martin Maldonado. Yeah. I do. And the pitchers love Martin and Maldonado. The pitchers do. He is an incredible defensive catcher. But what are we doing? I don't understand why Dusty Baker is like so against using Yaner Diaz as he should every single day. This guy needs to be in the lineup. He was on my team of the month for June yeah. last year. He hit two homers in a game earlier this week. The guy's a stud. And he's just like come onto the come onto the scene and been like a saving grace for the Astros offense. And it just feels like Dusty Baker is looking for every excuse to not have him in the lineup than the reverse. Just I don't care who you are. If you go out and you produce, you earn your spot in the lineup. And I yeah. I get that I get that Martin Maldonado calls a great game behind the plate. I get the pitchers like pitching to him, but then get creative. DH, you know, DH him, do do more of that. I know he started to do certain things, yeah. but I just don't think Dusty Baker so far has handled having this guy come up on the scene and and tear the cover off the ball. So it's a good question. I don't I don't know. I every time I tweet about him, the comments are all like, yeah, he's great. I wish Dusty Baker would realize how great he is. And it's <laughs> true. Like, yeah. God. It yeah. is, it's frustrating. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry that we're wrapping up frustration with Twitter questions here, but we are ending on a positive note with an extra innings, and this has to do with Sarah Lang, a longtime Major League Baseball writer for MLB.com and so many other different networks, but she was diagnosed with ALS and is a huge advocate to raise awareness and raise funds for ALS. And this week, the New York Yankees honored Sarah Lang and her family her parents got to throw out the first pitch for Hope Week. They gave her a signed, like the entire Yankees team signed a shirt and jersey for her and then auctioned off another one of the jerseys going to Project ALS. Top's baseball card made her a, like a, a collectible baseball card with her and yeah. her parents on the field. I mean, her passion for the game is so contagious and she feels like she's a part of our show because we use her stats so often and tweets yeah. on this show. But... She is just a pioneer 
for ALS and women who have ALS. And this was just, it was so beautiful and so, so awesome for the Yankees to do. Yeah, Sarah is, it really feels like she is a part of the show. You know, yeah. I've followed her for a long time on Twitter. A lot of what I say on the show is knowing it because of Sarah. And a lot of what we show on the show is Sarah Lang's tweets. So it's just been awesome seeing her growth in the baseball world in terms of, you know, like she's now on TV doing things and, yeah. and pulling out these crazy stats that I didn't think anybody had the capability of getting, but, but Sarah can. And I know last year during this offseason when the banquet in New York for Cy Young MVP, like the award yeah. banquets, she was there and uh, her best friend gave a speech there for her. And it was just, there wasn't a dry eye in yeah. the room. So uh, Sarah is awesome and a, a huge part of this show. And I love the, I love the support she's getting from literally like everybody Everyone. in the baseball so world. So well-deserved, though. It is. It's so well-deserved. So, Sarah Langs, thank you for everything you've done for this show, for everything you've done for the game of baseball, and for everything you are doing for um, ALS and, and raising awareness yeah. for it and shirts and money and all of that stuff. So, And if you go to her Twitter page, you can see she has different links up of where you can donate to her ALS, so it's it's awesome. Yeah, that feels like a very positive See? to our show. <laughs> we went for the the bad Twitter question, not a bad question. Just no, a, you're heated. That was a heated, heated answer. Heated response. And we get into a great story to end it all. So thank you all for listening to this Thursday episode of Flippin' Bats. I am going to take some swings up here. This is dangerous having you up here with this the bat. You haven't stopped moving. You dangerous. haven't stopped swinging the bat. I got to keep like an arm's distance over Thank here. Thank you all for listening case. to this Thursday episode of Flipping Bats. We will be back tomorrow for our Friday episode. And then Saturday, we are off to Seattle for all of our All-Star Game festivities. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you listen to your podcast, Flipping Bats Pod. We're also on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Threads. <laughs> Which and is YouTube new. Yeah. at Flippin' Bats Pod for all of them. Thank you all for listening. Until tomorrow, my friends, this has been another episode of Flippin' Bats.